Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be with us momentarily. We've got a great show ahead of us. We're really going to be talking about a topic that we really need to uh, step up our game on, and that's a, a, a grandfather speaking about the transgender cult at these school meetings, and this is going on all over the country, and we just can't let this continue to abuse our children. Also, I wanted to let you know uh, that we're continuing the novena for Bishop Joseph Strickland. He's under investigation from the Vatican for being too orthodox. Okay, I get it. Uh, but we want to pray in our Father, Hail Mary, and glory be, and do some form of charity work each day for the next six days. We've been start- we started three days ago. So continue to pray for his protection. And um, we also have a good-to-know file. I, I was amazed. At- at- I found this on the Internet. A 28-year-old basketball player has developed my- myocarditis after getting two doses of the Pfizer COVID a shot tragically dies of a heart attack last week. Now, the CDC has acknowledged a casual association between myocarditis and the mRNA COVID shots. So he's a Dominican basketball player, Oscar Cabrera. I want to pray for him. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let the perpetual light shine upon him. Also wanted to mention, after the show, we have our Bishop Strickland Hour. And boy, some of the tweets he sent out. He's firing on both barrels. Uh, Bishop Strickland just condemned, uh, yes, uh, terrible, good to know file. He's uh, some nude men exposing themselves to children at the Toronto Pride March. See, here's a bishop who sees some evil, and he says, no, I can't not speak. I have to speak up to defend the truth. And so we see more and more of that. And I think of what uh, Romans chapter 8, 38 said. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height or depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's rejoice in the Lord and speak the truth in charity. So I also want to just mention one more thing before Jess comes on on board, and that is, I'll... uh, Cardinal Seurat, and many of you know who Cardinal Seurat is. I'm going to probably repeat this. But he said, the church is not made to listen. She is made to teach. She's the mother and teacher and educator. While the mother listens to her child, she is first present to teach, guide, and direct because she knows better than her children. And I, I bring this up from Cardinal Seurat because right now, many officials in the church, high officials, think that we have to learn from the world when Jesus Christ has given us a mandate to say, teach, govern, and sanctify. Here, I see Jesse now. He's back on. Jess, these were good-to-know files that we're talking about right now. Need to know. Uh, welcome, Jess. What's um, anything you, before we get to the gospel? Terry, hit me. Yeah, I just want to mention one of the things that the Bible tells us yeah. in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, mm-hmm. is do not be conformed to the spirit of this world. Amen. What's the spirit of this world? It's diabolical. It's secular humanism. It's moral relativism. That's the zeitgeist. That's the spirit of this world. It's, it's, it's man centered, not God centered. And then the Bible says, do not be conformed to the spirit of this world, but be transformed 
by the renewal of your mind. Amen. Okay? How do you how do you renew the mind? You renew your mind with the word of God, and the word of God has been given to us. It's called the deposit of faith. And by the way, the Holy Spirit is the one that secures that truth, yep. gives us that truth. The Holy Spirit, Terry, does not evolve. Amen. There is there is no truth, maybe like that was that was given in the fourth century. Uh, and 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 it changes now, modifies, it takes a, a left turn in the seventh century, in the 13th century, it takes another little left turn. That's not the way the Holy Spirit works. Amen. The, the truth is given once and for all to the saints, as my license plate, my truck says, Jude chapter one, verse three. <laughs> and, 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 and the fact is, we have a bishop that understands. Well, I think all bishops know this intuitively, yeah. but a lot of them seem to be rejecting this and believe that the Bible's like the, the like the liberals believe the Constitution is uh, a, a, a document that uh, a living and breathing document that evolves. Yeah, not, it's not so. It, the deposit of faith d- does not evolve. This is not Darwinian evolution, Terry. Amen, and that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. This we have to conform our lives to the Bible. The Bible doesn't conform our the teachings to us. All right, Jess. Well said, brother. Hey, let's get some soul food in our souls, brother. Yeah. And did you talk about a little bit about Saint Renee today? You know, because he's a relative. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't. So let's talk because he's he's like connected to the early church. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saint Irenaeus, uh He died around the year two hundred two A.D. It's his feast day today. Saint Irenaeus, pray for us. He was born near Smyrna in Asia Minor, which is present-day Turkey, and he served as a bishop uh, in Lugdunum, which is a Roman province of Gaul. Gaul. It was called back then Lyons. And in St. Irenaeus' time, uh, he was one of the great apologists of the second century. Uh, There was a Gnostic heresy, which was widespread in Gaul, and many Christians were being led astray by Gnosticism's adherents who claimed that Christ himself was a Gnostic teacher. But at its heart, Gnosticism denied the central Christian doctrines like the creation, the incarnation, the trinity. And so St. Irenaeus, he wrote a mighty work that is still used today by apologists. It's called Against Heresies. And it's basically a refutation of Gnostic theology, which which spread rapidly in Latin, the Latin translation, uh, and thanks be to God, it was written with such a powerful force that it caused Gnosticism's demise. But again, Gnosticism is back again, Terry. It's it's back now through the New Age movement. It's back now through magic, through yep. witchcraft. Yep. It's even back in the Catholic Church in certain quarters, where in certain quarters of the Catholic Church, you'll say, ah, Go to that person. He's the gifted one. Uh, he has the gift of prophecy. Go to that person. They have the gift of healing. Only they can heal. Don't go to anybody else. They lay hands and they heal you. So we have Gnosticism, Terry, that has been embraced by much in many quarters in the Catholic Church. And you know, one more thing about him. He was the first one to give commentary about Mary being the new Eve in Genesis 3.15. Oh, that's right. Yep. That, I've always found that to be interesting. Yeah. 
Because we talk yeah. about it today. How many hundreds of years later, Jess? Wow, wow, yeah. All right, brother. Yeah, he's, he's the one that coined the term that Mary yeah. is the new Eve. That's right. This That's is like in 188. This I, is a long time ago. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful about our faith, Jess? Yeah. All right, brother. Yeah, Let's, so, yeah hit it. You got it. Let's get Speak, some, go, Lord, your servants are listening. Brother. You got it. Hit Matthew chapter 7, Short, verse 15. Yep. Jesus said to his disciples, beware of false prophets. So he's talking about false prophets amongst the disciples, okay? Yep. Who, can, who come up to you in sheep's clothing, mm -hmm. but underneath are ravenous wolves. By their fruits, you will know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes oh. or figs from thistles? Just so. Every good tree bears good fruit, and a rotten tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cast down and thrown into the fire. So by their fruits, you will know the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord. The, there are some verses in the Bible yeah. that are difficult. Ezekiel, Revelation, sure. Daniel. There's there are some books that are meant to be. Again, there's multiple layers of interpretation. Mm -hmm. There are some passages and verses in the Bible that are very easy, like today's verse, Terry. Yeah, you don't need nope. a blue collar Anybody. lunch pail yep. high school dropout can understand what Jesus says. In other words, Jesus is saying. That within the one within the one true church, right. that apostolic church built upon the foundation of the twelve apostles, there will be false prophets, and there has been false prophets in every single century of the church. Ours, or ours is no different. That's we have right. false prophets in our church right now. You got that, it. That are the churches in in leadership. Yep. Just like we, Judas we, we broke up for a second. Let me just mention something. What you just said, we do have these false prophets. Let's bring Fulton Sheen in because he's got someone full Sheen ahead that I think would be appropriate for today. Full, uh, Bishop a Sheen. true prophet. That's a yes. true prophet. There you go. Well, Bishop Strickland said something to Bishop Strickland, to uh, Bishop Sheen. Here it is. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, wow, these two guys are talking. Here's what Bishop Strickland said to Bishop Sheen. Hey, to be persecuted, both of these bishops have been persecuted. He said, to be persecuted for speaking the truth is an honor every Christian should be willing to embrace. It is walking with Jesus Christ, who is truth incarnate. If we know Jesus, it's easier to speak his truth, no matter what forces oppose us. The opposition is temporary. Jesus is forever. Jess, you could have said that. But you know what, Jess? We got a man right now being you know, scrutinized because of his orthodoxy. And you know what he says? Hey, it's temporary. I'm going to be with Jesus. I love it, Jess. This man of the church. When we come back, yeah, no, we're going to talk about persecution wow. because you speak the truth. And that's why he speaks out so clearly on these topics because nobody else wants to because they don't want to be persecuted. But it's part of being a follower of Christ. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back indeed, Jess Romero, Terry Barber. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, both of us would be billionaires because our trust is in Jesus Christ. Jess, a grandfather speaks the truth about this transgender 
cult. Can we play the clip? Because I think it says it all. Mr. Engineer, play that clip. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. And I want to take the time to first wish everybody a happy Jesus Pride Month. For the month of June, we have designated this month uh, to Jesus Pride because we love the Lord and we believe in biblical principles. And uh, uh, and we're glad to wish you a Jesus Pride as you wish the rest of us a Pride, uh, Happy Pride Month. Now, I'm standing before you today as a grandfather. I got to have wonderful grandkids. I have one who is in the age group of this book when Aiden became a brother. And uh, when Aiden was born, everyone thought he was a girl. But once he came out as a trans boy, Aiden and his parents fixed the parts of his life that didn't fit anymore. And he settled happily into being himself. Aiden didn't feel like any kind of girl. He was really another kind of boy. Now, this book is for kids, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, so forth and so on. And um, this book is available in 31 elementary schools in our county. This is garbage. And whoever is responsible for this ought to be ashamed. And I want to say this. There is a judgment day coming. But there is evidence that the God of the Bible is passing judgment. When God passes judgment, you know what he does? He gives people over to vile affections, vile thoughts. When they reject his truth and decide no matter what, they're going to believe what they want to believe anyway. You know what God says? He says, have at it. And it's evident that in many cases, I'm seeing judgment pass. Because there is no way anyone in their right mind can argue that the things that we're hearing today that's being placed in our high schools, elementary schools, middle schools for kids to hear and read and practice has anything to do with making them better, making America better, making our neighborhoods better. This is trash. And I pray that to the extent that you can, you will rise up against this. There ought to be something in us that will make us want to protect the hearts and minds and even the appetites of our children. And many of them have no sexual appetite at all until they read this. Why are we sexualizing our children? I'm as angry about this as I can be. And I pray that you will consider uh, our words and give our children a chance. They're not sex toys, and they're not your kids. We want to leave raising the children to the parents. Thank you very much. Wow. Wow, 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 Jesse. You know, this is happening, and not that only, uh, all over the country. I love these, uh, these mama bears that are speaking up for their children. You know, they cross the line. I think that... They now, I, I believe that they're in trouble this, uh, this month because so much, um, so many people are rejecting their message of immorality. That's what I see, Jess. Yeah, Terry. And I'll, uh, he said something which is most people, if you ruminate on it, he's absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. We are being. The judgment of God has already fallen upon America. And I'll tell you why. And he quoted the verse here. When God judges a country, what he does is this. Simple. He says, 
he 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 wipes his hands clean. You don't want me? Fine. You don't have my divine protection. I'm going to give you guys up to your own disordered appetites, your own passions, your own lusts. Have at it. Knock yourself out. Okay. You know, go out there and 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 be good little pagans. Yeah. That's what's God done in America right yeah. now. Yeah. He's pulled back his blessing, and you can see it across the country. And it's right from the Bible what this this uh, this grandfather just said. It's in Romans chapter 1, verse 24. It says, wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness That's right. through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in, in their lust towards one another, men with men, working that which is unseemly. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And so we're seeing that exactly right now. Yes. God, in the Bible, salvation history, God will withdraw his, his blessing, his protection from a country who spits at his face, who spurns the first commandment. And, who, and, and this is exactly what we're seeing right now. We're saying, God. We don't like the way you created men and women. Yep. We've got a better idea. So God says, you've got a better idea. Go ahead. Figure it out yourself. Yeah, That's where we're at right now. Well, That's why we have to make the domestic church strong. Because I'll tell you, Terry. Tell me. The, 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 the universal church is weak right now. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the apostolic church is weak. Many of these men are compromised themselves. And so instead of blessings flowing into the diocese, there is grace is, is blocked yeah. because many of these men, these bishops themselves are compromised, themselves are homosexuals. So what, what does a bishop do or a priest or a father of a house? If you, they're in mortal sin, they impede the flow of grace to the children. And so what's, what's our marching orders? Every Catholic man become a Joshua. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Every Catholic man be a man of prayer. Every Catholic man live in a state of grace. Every Catholic man is called to be that person, that priest of the home, to bring in God's grace into the family so that our children can receive that illumination of grace from God so that their, their conscience can be, can be renewed in the word of God and they can and they can uh, follow what's called a biblical worldview. But that can only happen if the father, the patriarch of the house, right. is living in a state of sanctifying grace. Well said. And Jesse, I want to back up that Romans chapter 1, verse 24, 27. It's right in our catechism, paragraph 2357. They, they use that quote from Scripture but I want them to know this, that there are people in our church who do not want the catechism to say this. They want it changed from the very top. I've heard people saying this. And let me quote 
chapter or paragraph 2357, just to make it really clear, this isn't Jesse or Terry with their personal preference. What Jesse just quoted was the Word of God. I'm going to quote the Catechism, and then I'm going to quote St. John Paul II. Here it comes. 20, paragraph 2357. Homosexuality refers to relations between men, between women who experience an exclusive or uh, predominant sexual attractions toward the person of the same sex. It has taken a great variety of forms through the centuries and in different cultures. Its psychological genesis remains largely unexplained, basing itself on sacred scripture, which presents homosexual acts, remember Romans, as acts of grave depravity. Tradition is always, ever hear that? Always and everywhere declared that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. That's not just from Merrill, not Terry Barber, this is catechism. They are contrary to the natural law. They close the sexual act to the gift of life. They do not proceed from a genuine, effective sexual complementary. Under no circumstance can they be approved, Father James Martin. Ah! And others, but Jesse, let me tell you what, what Saint John Paul II said, twenty-three years ago in Rome. Jesse, these guys have been beating our drum for homosexual parades for a long time, and I think people are finally getting up and saying, "Enough's enough." Here's what Saint John Paul II said, August two thousand. I feel obliged now to mention the well-known gay pride demonstrations held in Rome <clears throat> in the past few days. In the name of the Church of Rome, I can only express my deep sadness at the error they are doing. So why do I point the—Jesse, you pointed Scripture. We got the Catechism. We got the Pope, John Paul II. I'll tell you why, Jesse, because many people don't believe that the Church still is against and Scripture is still teaching that this is wrong because they're getting the impression when they have pride masses— which is homosexual masses, which is an abomination at many parishes right in my backyard here, that they're not being stopped. So what do they mean? Well, they say, well, if they're not being stopped, they must be approved. This is why we have to make a stand. What you just said, Jesse, I wish many bishops would say that same thing. Other than Bishop Strickland, I don't hear them. There's a book called Sex in America. A, defin a definitive survey yeah. written back in 1994. Here's okay. what it says. Yep. Get it. Gay, gay, gay men, and that's what the book says. You know, you don't use homosexual. That's right. Gay men with AIDS interviewed in the early 1980s yeah. reported they had an average of 1,100 partners in their lifetime. Yeah, sick. And some had many, many more. Oh. Uh, uh, you have said, Terry, yeah, the human body is not, not made for that. The human body is not meant to take that type of abuse, Terry. Nope. nope. Uh, also, I, there's there's a Nobel Prize winner who says, he says, uh, transgenderism is unscientific. And he, in this article of Lifetime News, he dismantles all the arguments of transgenderism. A Nobel Prize winner scientist, he says, transgenderism is unscientific. It's at odds with fundamental biology. He's uh, basically challenged anybody to a debate. Guess what, Terry? Nobody wants to take him on. Uh, the last point that I'll mention is, uh, is that looking at a journal article here, it says in 2022, around 85.5% of transgender people assigned female at birth 
had considered suicide compared to 77.2% of transgender people assigned male at birth had considered suicide. In other words, Terry, the rate of suicide oh, amongst yeah. this community is higher than any other classification or, or category of people. It's at an all-time high. And, and this is not good for anybody. No. Suicidal ideation is not good for anybody. Why would we promote a lifestyle that promotes these types of, of numbers towards suicidal ideation? And when we come back, Jesse, I want to talk about our good friend, Brother Christopher. I had lunch with active homosexual, no, former homosexual, now living a chaste life, dying of AIDS. Okay? And I want you to hear what he said to me at lunch regarding this whole issue of sexuality and how here he is as an old man. What he has to say is words of wisdom. You'll wait after the break. I'll tell you what he said and much more on the Terry and Jesse show. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess, I have a teaser I gave at the end of this last segment, and we've got Church Militant coming on also after this segment, too, to give us an update. Jess, I met with a man probably 25 years ago when he became celibate. In other words, he was an active homosexual here in the Diocese of L.A., and now he's dying of AIDS because he actively uh, lived that, uh, that kind of lifestyle that you just talked about. He had, he had seriously considered suicide and all the other problems. Well, I had lunch with him, and he was telling me that, uh, you know, here in the Diocese of L.A., in the 1990s, when he became celibate, he would go to these meetings and tell the people, hey, I was able to live, you know, a chaste life. And they said, no, we don't want to hear that. This was diocesan events for the homosexuals. No, we... We, we're pushing to have active homosexuality, transgenderism, all this. It's all free, you know, and all kinds of freedom. So he fought it. And then he was told never to come back to any of these meetings. Well, I bring this up mm. to you, Jesse, because this was 30 years ago. He talked about some horrible situations where priests in the diocese were all active homosexuals and they were doing like orgies and just horrible things. And this was 30 years ago. When are we going to put our foot down as lay people, Jess, and say enough's enough. Stop it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Let me just uh, add something else into the mix here, Terry. Hit, that I think hit me. Nobody's ever heard this line of argument about the, 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 the possibility of where this transgender movement came from. There is a lawyer by the name of Greg Enos. He's from New York. Look at what he writes. And this this blew my mind as I saw it yesterday. Look what he wrote. He goes, he says, he's a lawyer. He says, I had encountered a client who thought she, too, was in the wrong body and wanted legal services. Being in private practice and being self-employed, I declined her case. However, this has been going on for several decades, ever since World War II. It has become rampant, statistically given, that some survey results indicate that one out of 10,000 people claim to be transgender. Now, transgender cases were a complete rarity before the pill came out. 
Isn't that and the sexual revolution? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. but it is, but it is now, given our culture of acceptance, after the pill, one out of ten thousand people claim to be transgender. This is a dramatic increase, I believe, that there's a connection to this upsurge, which can also be connected to the dramatic upsurge in reported claims of homosexuality. He writes, this lawyer writes, if I remember correctly by Jeanette, by Jeanette Bonkovic, she had a medical expert on her show where he said that the use of birth control pills, patches, and other means of use, whether for actual birth control, abortification, or for legitimate medical conditions, yeah, the hormones contained in these in those medications has an effect on men. It has an effect on their sexual desire for women. And in turn, it has an effect on their own sexual self-identity. Apparently, these hormones affect the affect the, the pheromones, pheromones that mm -hmm. women secrete, which normally cause attraction in men and reverses that attraction causing men to feel attraction to other men and women in turn to be attracted to other women. Interesting. He, he writes, I did a quick check using the search query, female hormones and drinking causing homosexuality. And he says, and I got a wealth of hits on the internet. But no one apparently, not the EPA or any responsible authority, has so far studied the long-term effect on humans he says, there may be more on the actual interplay of hormone, pheromone, homosexuality, transgenderism. I believe, this lawyer says, there's a link between the overprescription of hormone pills and our epidemic of homosexuality and transgenderism. It may be the final proof, if we needed it, that Pope Paul VI encyclical against the pill was right on the money. Jesse, I've read that be before, and I think they are spot on because think about this. You know, once you separate the conjugal act of a husband and wife to be more recreational, then sex becomes just, you know, all about pleasure and not about procreation also. You know, Jess, someone just handed this on to me about at Barnes & Noble bookstore, all of the baloney that they are putting out to try and, to convince our kids that they don't necessarily need to be the sex that they were born by God with. They have this little picture of a book called Bye Bye Binary. Pink is for boys. Uh, gender identity for kids. All these books are in the public, are in public schools, but also at the stores. I would say, let's go to the Barnes and Nobles and whoever say, these books are offending me and uh, you're not going to get my business. But what you just said, Jesse, I think you nailed the problem, and that is we've lost, uh, we've lost our identity regarding uh, sexuality, male and female. Going back to Genesis, when he when it says that it's not good for man to be alone, all this is there, and the, it's a biblical worldview, and we've lost it for a worldly worldly view that says sex is for one thing, me, myself, and I. Whether it's masturbation, whether it's uh, same sex. Uh, uh, Having sex with a dog, yeah, it, anything, right. nothing, nothing, everything goes. But here's the point, Jess. Paul VI, I don't know if he knew it at the time, but he was so prophetic 
that if you think back 50 years ago, uh, we didn't have these problems the way we have them now. And I really do believe that the Catholic Church teachings on marriage and sexuality are the solution to our culture. Yeah, that, that's the argument from this lawyer from New York. He's a Catholic lawyer. Yeah. In other words, what he's saying is that when you follow the, the Catholic Church's teachings on morality, yeah. it brings order into society. It brings structure and yep. form. That's right. Uh, but but when you when you when you reject the Catholic Church's two thousand year old worldview on morality, you have what we have right now, Terry, uh, the sixties revolution, uh, uh, fornication rampant, uh, adultery, we're rampant, out of control, masturbation yes, rampant, control, no pornography discipline. rampant, or 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 orgies rampant, yes, uh, transgenderism rampant, uh, homosexuality, lesbianism. This is what you get when you say, you know, when you reject God's word again. Yeah. It goes back to what we said in the first segment. Yeah. In Romans 124. Yeah. God says, Oh, so you reject my law? Not a problem. Not a problem. Let me step back. Guess what? You no longer have my protection. Figure it out yourself. And so we're like a bunch of kids in a in, in a pig pen. Yeah. Plain mud, Terry. Uh trying. Trying to to make sense out, out of out of a pig pen and trying to bring structure and form out of it. And I would like to ask our church as a layman, Jesse. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. But when I see Father James Martin running around saying that Romans quote, I don't agree with it. It needs to be removed. Oh, that catechism verse that you hit twenty three. No, I don't. I don't buy that. That needs to change. And here's my problem, Jesse. That is these very same people who are not supporting the church's teaching on this important issue, are getting appointments moved up on, on papal delegates. We have to stop this because what the impression is being given is that the Catholic Church doesn't buy this anymore, the biblical worldview, because of many people in the church aren't holding to the line. They've lowered the bar to a point where it says, oh, we love you no matter what you do. No, no, no. This is not the Catholic faith. This is not a world biblical view. And so I'm asking shepherds to be more like Bishop Strickland. I'll tell you why. Because Strickland says it like it is. He gives a world biblical view. We need more shepherds to do that rather than shepherds that say, let's lower the bar. That's my take, Jess. Yeah, Terry. Terry, you know, one of the things that I do often uh, is I'm always sharing my encounters with Muslims. Yeah. And so what, I, what I've what done, yeah, I, I'm always... So I just want to give them the technique on how to do it. Oh, that's yesterday, yeah. Real, and if you right. missed yesterday's show, listen to it. Go ahead, yeah. Joe. Just. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what we're, what we're going to do, Terry? Uh, we only got a couple minutes. You can if, we put it for tomorrow then? Because this is important. Yeah, let, let, I, let, I, I think we should. Yeah, let's table this. Let's table this. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit is, more than a minute a whole, and a half. It's a whole segment. Yeah, it's no, let's do segment. it because it's important. So let, Go ahead. Yeah, let's go back on the transgender issue. I was looking up another statistic, Terry, yeah. uh, on suicideinfo.ca. Uh, yeah. It says that one in three, one in three transgender youth have attempted suicide within the last year. Yeah. So as Catholics, what do we want? We want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, as the Bible says. We want all people uh, to, 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 to enjoy Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We want, we want uh, God's blessings to fall upon the common good. 
So as a Catholic, you and I, yeah. if you and I know that there is a lifestyle that's dangerous, yeah. if we know that, hey, heroin, you know, slamming heroin every day is kill you, you yeah. short your life, and you're gonna your quality of life go down. We're not gonna promote heroin as Catholics because we already know the results of heroin. Same thing as Catholics, we know the results of living a disordered sexual lifestyle, especially as it relates to homosexuality. We know. Yeah, we've been down this road already. And so as Catholics, because we promote the common good, we promote uh, the sal- salvation for everyone. Yeah. We want everybody to be saved. We want everybody to live the life according to God's standards. And God's standards are he wants us to live a clean life, a pure life, an order life. We call that in Catholicism, living in a state of sanctifying grace. Jesse, we have 110 million people, one out of three people with sexually transmitted diseases in America. We spend $16 billion in medical costs to take care of these people. We're out of control. Wow. Hey, when we come back, Church Militant's going to give us an update on what's happening in the news in the Catholic world. And again, I want to thank everybody who's been supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And stay with us. We'll be back in a quick moment to have our friends over at Church Militant update us on the church with the news that's happening around the world. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back, Jesse. This is our segment that we... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Terry, go ahead. No, you do it, Jesse. Yeah, every week we have Church Milton. Yep. Every week we have a... a one of the anchors from Church Milton, it's usually our brother Nick, and it's him again today. Yep, they give you. us an update on church news, politics, and the culture. Yep. Nick, a lot to talk about wow. today. <laughs> your, I know your plate is full. Go ahead and start teeing off, brother. What's 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 uh, what's first? Oh, absolutely. It's great to be with you guys today. But uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there's been a great exodus from the church in Germany. I, I don't really know why. I could oh, never really? put my fi- I could never put my <laughs> finger on. Why people would not want to go to Catholic Church in Germany, but apparently in the last year, in 2022, they lost almost 523,000 Catholics in Germany. Lower the bar, that'll do it. Yeah, so so they they lost that many. But if you add in people who died, it's over 700,000 people are no longer Catholic there. Wow. That makes sense. It does for me. When you start compromising and not teaching the teachings of the Christ, of his church, you lose people. That's just how it works. Yeah. yeah and the, so- German, the German prelates started with Luther to the present bishops that are there now. They, they've brought a curse upon their country. Yep. And what is a curse is that God, God withholds his, his divine protection and says, you're on your own. And, and, and just... Look at when Christ cursed that fig tree. What happens? It shrivels and dies. That's what happens when you curse a country. These bishops, because they've impeded the flow of God's grace into that country, Man. that country is shriveling and dying on the vine. Well said. Yeah, and and uh, the bishop there, Bishop Georg Betzing, who's the president of the German Synodal Way, he's doubling down. He, he's he saying that this is, he, no, he, he's literally saying that, you know, th- this proves that we need a cultural change and we need to implement the synodal way more. 
And so he, I, I don't. They know don't what's get it. Actually, convince him. No, they but, don't uh, get it. Yeah, that that is that is Germany for you. And so there's still apparently on 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 the books about 25 percent of the population there is Catholic on the books. But as you know, they had the the state tax, the church tax That's there, which people are very unhappy with. The teaching is absolutely horrible, and so I, I don't see those numbers getting better anytime soon. Nick, isn't it interesting that Adolf Hitler gave that church tax to the church? Really? You didn't know that? Oh, really? Interesting. You guys didn't, I didn't know, know that? that was the origin. I didn't. That's the I didn't origin that of it. Remember, he had to make peace and get them to get on board with him back in the 30s. I'm sorry. I thought you guys knew that, but yes. No, no, fact. that's good information. I'm yeah. glad you shared that. It's Terry, a fact. Because if but, I didn't, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, Nick, that is great what, information. What What else do we have going on, brother? Yeah, so we have uh, Congresswoman Rosa DeLauro from yep. Connecticut. Her and over 30 other so-called Catholics who are Democrats in the UL, <laughs> U.S. House of Representatives, for the anniversary of the overturning of Roe versus Wade, they decided to you know pin this statement about you know how they support a woman's right to so-called oh abortion. All of these people, Catholics, yeah. and you twisting the Catholic faith to say things like, you know, as Catholics, we believe that all individuals are free to make their own personal decisions about their bodies and their families and their futures, and that we regard conscience as both a sacred gift and responsibility, and we have to follow our conscience. <laughs> you know, we've heard that so many years. You know, I laugh. I shouldn't laugh, but it's such garbage. I'm sorry to say they're not, they're Catholic in name. I'm sorry. That's just terrible. But thank you for giving us that information. Yeah, that's well, over, over 30. Go ahead, yeah. Jess. Well, Jesus would call those, our Lord would call those lukewarm. Yeah. And uh, we know we know where lukewarm Catholics will Spit end out. up. At. Spit them they're out. Gonna, they're they're going to end up in hell, Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. And also, the Bible also says there's two types of children on planet Earth in 1 John 3, 10. The Bible says you have children of God and children of the devil. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, many, many baptized Catholics, Many baptized Catholics are children of the devil. Okay, Be, yeah. they, they they because in your immortal sin you separate yourself from God. That's right. You're you're not under God's protection. So now what do you do? You're on you're on the other team. If you're in mortal sin, you're on the other team, and you're a child of Satan. Many Catholics right now, objectively speaking, especially in politics, are children of Satan. Amen. And when it comes when it comes to the House of Representatives, according to their own statement. That's 68% of the Catholics in the House are were for Roe. <laughs> which is which is which is just mind-boggling. So almost 70% of our Catholics who are in the House, who are in these political positions, they're they're all for you know being able to slaughter as many children as possible. That they, these are the people that we let in who we allow who we allow to who who are bishops and all allowed to use the Catholic name to further their political campaigns. And this is what they do for us. Nick, just to jump in on that, Nancy Pelosi talked about when she was going to college with some nuns uh, back 50 years ago and how they convinced her that abortion was okay to do. Because when they asked her, well, where did you get this information from? See, here's the problem. We can't allow dissent to continue to go on because then it becomes the ordinary teaching of local people. And this is what's happening. We got 68% of so-called Catholics thinking that abortion is okay. That's not okay. But I, I blame leadership in the church because when you don't, when you have that weak leadership, people just like now, they seem to think homosexuality is okay. We have pride masses at our parish now. 
No, they're not. So we need to really hold our leaders in the church accountable to a world biblical view rather than a worldly view. That's my take. Yeah, 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 I'll I, I Go ahead, Jesse. I'll tell you why a lot of these Catholic politicians vote the way they do. Yeah. Think about this. Think about this. They go to Mass on Sunday, and they hear a feel-good homily yeah. and a feel-good liturgy. Mm -hmm. there's, there's not a challenging message at the homily. Yeah. Everybody's holding at the Our Father. Everybody's singing, you know, syrupy kumbaya hymns. And then they go back home and they call it a day. I, 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 that, that was my Sunday obligation. Think about, you know, it, it's like putting cheap gas in your car all the time every single weekend. And you're wondering, I wonder why my car sputters. This is why so many of our politicians are malformed. They go to weak liturgies. That's right. They hear weak homilies nailed it. from effeminate priests. So, so I'm not saying it's entirely their fault these politicians they're a product of what they receive That's now at a given point in time you should say well you know what what the heck roll precedes what does the church actually teach let me learn this for myself since i'm not getting it in a 10 minute homily uh so i'm not making excuses for them but i am saying if they were getting let's just say a beautiful liturgy like the anglican ordinariate like like a, an authentic novus ordo vatican two mass right. father fessio right. like a, a a latin mass and hearing homilies like like you know uh, father altman type homilies father peron type homilies we would have strong politicians but they're not getting that and sunday because on sundays where we're called to recharge our battery so I'm not. I think God is going to hold the bishops more accountable than a lot of these politicians. That's my take. No, I, I agree, Jess. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The, the more power you have, the more responsibility you have. And you know, I, I as opposed to all these pride masses, I want my gluttony masses. I, I want, I want, I want some. <laughs> I, I want us to go through the other ones too, and have and have some fun in other places. Let's 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 do that and have a big feast after and have our gluttony mass. But so the, so last story that we have is um. So Bishop Richard Stitka, of the former bishop of Knoxville, Tennessee, now yeah. he's uh he's kind of conflating uh, what actually happened. You know, he he sent out an email to a lot of the people, a lot of the especially people in power in the diocese, explaining his uh, retirement, which was really, as we know, a resignation that was oh, yeah. asked for by the Vatican. <laughs> but you know, he Pope Francis accepted his invitation for retirement, <laughs> and he. Go. He goes and he and he says, people will speculate on why I am doing this. You know, it's no secret that I have been dealing with life-threatening health issues most of my adult life. And he goes out and he and he talks about some of the health issues he's had. But then he does acknowledge a little bit. You know, I uh, the, the, there's been questions about my leadership recently, and that's really been weighing on me heavily. And for all these reasons, I, I've asked the Holy Father to relieve me of my duties. Mm. So basically, uh, kind of a you know, lie if if nothing else to to the people of why he's actually leaving when it comes to his behaviors, his leadership. Yes, but his leadership in terms of covering up sex abuse and questionable relationships he's had. Wow. Yeah, Nick. You know, here's something fun. I give you guys credit because you guys have been relentlessly covering a lot of these bad bishops. When I was a cop. 
in in the brief in, in our in a report writing room, we have a big wall of the bad guys of the city. And every time we take a bad guy down or, or he's killed or something, we put an X on him. You guys at Church Militant, I'm probably guessing you guys have a wall full of bishops' faces with an X on them. This guy, I'm, that's exactly what cops do. And it keeps us motivated. Like, okay, we took this guy down. Let me tell you something. You guys are doing a yeoman's job because that's another guy that you guys kept exposing. And finally, uh, the truth prevailed and uh, justice prevailed and he's gone. Yeah, I, I wish I could say that there were many more cases like this. I, I mean, we definitely pray for that. There are so many of these guys that we talk about who need to be relieved of their duties one way or the other and hasn't happened yet. But you know, this was this was a lot of people in Tennessee as well. There were a lot of lay people there who were very adamant, who were who were there protesting many times, who were writing to the Vatican a lot. And so whenever you do have one of these really bad, corrupt bishops, you have to be on them. The, the laity, everyone else, what, media covering it, but also the laity making their voices heard to Rome and to the bishop himself constantly that we will not put up with this. Amen. 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 And I just want to leave you on one other note. And I know that we are all praying the novena for Bishop Joseph Strickland and our father, Hail Mary and a glory be, and, and an act of kindness. It's on our third day for the novena. So I want to remind all of you to pray for his protection. He is under investigation. We know that he is a man of God who's speaking the truth with clarity and charity. Nick, I want to thank you. And also, Nick, Tell us a little bit what else is going on. You have a men's retreat coming up. Can you tell us just briefly when that's happening and how people can go to that? Well, yeah, we do have uh, our Strength and Honor Conference coming up in early August. You can Good. come to our website and find out about Excellent. that. We have, the, we have this very famous, well-known, uh, fiery <laughs> man who will be speaking there. He's, right. uh, his name's Jesse Romero. You got it. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, heard of but him. Yep. He, he is uh, he is the biggest name on the ticket, I think. I think that people are coming just to hear him. But there, there, are other, there are other great people, too. Michael Voris, of course, is speaking. We have guys like John Doyle that will be there. There are, a bunch, there are a bunch of great guys that will be there. Great. And hopefully a lot of men wa uh, that want to grow in their faith come there, hear some fiery talks, and, and come grow with your brothers. Sounds good. Jesse Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying and flee this corrupt generation. Become saints. What else is there? God bless you and guys. Take don't it, forget away. Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Please join me, whether you're four or 404, make these sacrifices because we can unite it with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. Thanks again for joining us. God bless you and your family.